On today's episode of the Lockdown Sabres podcast, our top five Sabres villains of all time. And also, we'll preview the Sabres matchup with the New Jersey Devils coming your way on Thursday night. That's ahead on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin uh, coming to you today. I was about to say coming to you live, but we are not live. Uh, but you can watch us. You can do that. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 1,000 by the end of the month. We're getting there. We got about 11 days left. Uh, it's Jordan, kind of interesting. I'm watching. I'm actually got the NBA playoffs on a different screen right now. This is the first time ever where the NBA playoffs has started this early because I feel like the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs always line up, but that's not happening this year because we've got two weeks left of the NHL season. I think it's more the NHL ends ended late. Okay. Because of all delays. Yeah, I think it's more of an NHL thing. I think NBA, because NHL usually would end first week of April. And they would start playoffs second week of April. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. And we're not starting till really May. May 1st, May 2nd, I think it's the first day. All right. Yeah, so Stanley Cup's going to be after the finals, which is interesting. I think I like that. It might be about this. It might be about this same because i know they no probably not because the nba i know does that thing where it's like the finals will start in two weeks right (laughs) what uh june Uh, 2nd is game one of the nba finals uh the stanley cup final begins on hold for it you'd think it'd be easier to find hockey usually doesn't i feel like the nba sets their dates and hockey usually doesn't i feel yeah I don't have I don't have the dates, but that's all right. Um, it was originally they're set to end on June thirtieth. So if you're working backwards, it's tough to do. A couple weeks, yeah, mm. it'll, it'll be about the same. It'll be a couple weeks after the NBA Finals. I like that because I'm someone who loves the first two rounds of the NHL playoffs over the NBA playoffs. But as the playoffs progress, you know, we romanticize the NBA Finals, right? Like, we judge legacies based on titles. We judge legacies in the NBA based on the Finals. And in, this, in the NHL, I feel like that's not really as much the case. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, even though, I don't know, though. Like, I always grew up, like, the Stanley Cup was, like, uh, I think it has the best trophy presentation of any. Well, that that's for sure. I, I guess I mean more, like, you know, when, when you talk about... When you think of players, like, you don't really care that Ovechkin only won one. Right, right. Like, yeah. If you, think of, if you think of Charles Barkley, one of the first things you'll think about with Charles Barkley, maybe the first thing is never won a title. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about what's Joe Thornton's legacy, you know, you'll get to eventually, oh, he never won a Stanley Cup, but you'll get to maybe five, six things before that. Like, oh, amazing passer, knew how to use his body, what a beard. Uh, but great with the Bruins back in the day. Like yeah. you, you get to a couple different things. I feel like you're not judged solely just based on what you do, you know, championship wise rings in the NHL. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, 
we've yeah. uh we we've got a topic today that's kind of it's brewed. It's it was began in the NBA playoffs. Uh, our top five saber villains of all time. We are going to get to that coming up here in just a second, and then a little bit later on, we will preview the Sabers matchup on Thursday night with the New Jersey Devils. Um, and uh, you know, it's not just the NBA playoffs that kind of started this idea to do our top five villains. Tonight, we're recording this on Wednesday, Jack Eichel and the Vegas Golden Knights play against the Washington Capitals, Johan Larson's Washington Capitals. And if the Golden Knights lose, they will drop to below 5% to make the postseason. Below 5% to make the postseason. That's wild. That was a, that was a fist bump for the YouTube crowd. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean... Go it's, caps! It's crazy. It's crazy they're not. They might not even make it to the final. You know, they, the final they They're not very good. Like I don't think they're very good at all. I, every time I watch them, I'm like, Ugh, I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. Um. I know they've had kind of the the season from hell, uh, so to speak. Like they've definitely had the the awful campaign where they've just had injury after injury after injury. Their trade was disallowed. Yeah. They've just. They have not had a good season, but I would also say that it's a season kind of that they, they forced their own hand. Like they made this a disaster because they got way too into like player movement. We we got to get the next big thing. We got to get the next big thing. Like, I don't know if they should have been in the Eichel market. They didn't have the cap space to do it. And right. They're, like that, like, they're harming themselves in on the cap by doing it. Um, I guess I I, I kind of want it to be his fault, I, but I I, it's I not guess his fault. Deep down, I don't truly believe it. I don't truly believe no. that it is his fault. It's injuries, right? It's injuries. Well, it's goaltending. It's, it's not his fault, but it is like I don't think the grass is as much greener as he thinks it is mm-hmm. in Vegas. I think they'll be great next year. Great? Yeah, I think they'll be great. I hesitate to say that a little bit, but I, I would bet on them. I'd bet on them There's... for sure being a playoff team, and I would bet on them being like a top three okay. team in their division. Oh. I don't think it's going to get easier out there. I think the, I think the Avalanche are going to be good for a while. Yep. See, honestly, the more I thought about that, even if they did squeak in, it's going to get slaughtered by Colorado anyway. It's different between pick 16 and 17. Right. But I guess at the end of the day, who cares? Well, we we want it. We, we think it's funny, right? Like we, we I think it's funny that Eichel would not make the playoffs after going to a Stanley Cup contender. I, I, I mean, I've been having fun with it. I've been trolling. I, I'll admit it. I've been trolling. I had that tweet today. It was 100% cherry-picked. 100% cherry-picked that in the last 21 days, Ryan O'Reilly and Sam Reinhardt have combined for 20 wins. And in the last 787 days, Jack Eichel has 20 wins. You have to go back to February 27th of 2020 to get to 20 wins to go for Eichel. And meanwhile, Reinhardt and O'Reilly, like the Blues are on a nine-game win streak. The Panthers are on an 11-game win streak. It's you're like going uh, to make wins a stat for that's, centers? That's why I'm trolling. I'm trolling a little bit. Yeah, uh, no, that's funny. But um, thank you for I, uh, Thank you, though, for including I, Sam Reinhardt as a center. Yeah, I just want, like, I want to go full Dan Gilbert here. Like, we'll win it. We'll win a championship before <laughs> the so-called king ever will. We'll make the playoffs before the self-proclaimed king. Uh, send a letter to the fans. 
for those non-NBA fans that don't know what Jordan's talking about, after LeBron left for Miami <laughs> way back when, uh, Dan Gilbert, the Cavaliers owner, wrote a letter to fans saying, we will win a championship before the self-proclaimed king. And they did not. <laughs> and they needed they needed the self-proclaimed king to come back to win it for them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so th- that's part of it. Like, the cycle stuff that's going around right now. Like, we're all kind of... We're all kind of having fun with Vegas being down in the dumps and they're about to miss the playoffs. We're having fun with that. So I care about it for our own, for our own purposes though. We get the the, pick. For the draft, the draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. We get the, we get the pick. So like, and I want it at that specific spot because I don't want to deal with uh, next year because I do agree with you. I think they're going to be better. So, um, Mm -hmm. like I, I want to just get it out of the way. Let's get like pick. 14 in here and move on. Yeah. Get two picks in the top 16. I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm down. I'm more interested in what they've been doing because of that. I definitely am interested in part though, because Jack Eichel, after he made his comments after the Sabres game last month, became a Sabre supervillain. So that's part of the reason why I felt like it was a good time to put together these lists, but also, you know, in the NBA playoffs, like there is the ultimate supervillain Kyrie Irving going at it with Boston Celtics fans. And I'm not a Kyrie Irving guy. I've been all over the place on him. He was my favorite player when he was in Cleveland in the NBA. I love his style. He's the most, I to this day, I appreciate watching him, I think, more than any other NBA player. I think he's a crazy person. He thinks the, the earth is flat. There's like there's a lot of other stuff that he, that he kind of goes into, uh, not even like necessarily vaccine-related, uh, but there is that too if you want it. So I kind of not a huge Kyrie guy anymore, but I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to be a Boston guy. I'm never going to support Boston sports. He's, you know, he's flipping off. He's flipping off Patriot fans. He's flipping off Bruins fans. That's how I like to think of it. So I'm go Kyrie, go Kyrie in this series. And he's, I love that. He's kind of leaned into it. He's leaned into being the villain. So that got me to thinking, all right, Sabres villains. How many do we even have before we get into our lists, top five Sabre villains of all time? How hard was this for you to do? Like, did you were you getting the three or four and you're like mm, I'm kind of forcing it a little bit? Um, oh, I'm definitely like I guess forcing it a little bit. You'll you'll probably laugh at one of mine, um, mm. maybe two of them. Um, but I I wanted to keep it. I only have one from not my era, so to speak. Um, mm. but I wanted to keep it to stuff that I kind of know. There are some guys that I left off the list. I don't want to. I don't want to drop any names in case you have them. But there are maybe a few players that are like, they're just not. I didn't. I left them off the list because they're not important enough. All right, all right. Yeah, Although okay. they are people that I hated. On other okay. Teams. I like no. I like that. I want, I want your own personal flair yeah. on it. So we'll get to that right when we come back. Our top five Sabers villains of all time, and then at the later portion of today's show, we will preview the Sabers matchup on Thursday night with the New Jersey Devils. That is all ahead here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. Before we get into any of that. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Man, I have hit two parlays in the last week, and you know what that means. I'm going to be hitting parlays for the next two months and just remembering those wins. I might have 20 losses in the meantime, but I'm going to keep going uh, because of those wins. It is a wild ride when you hit a parlay. I hit an NHL parlay the other day for the Bruins. Taylor Hall, anytime goal scorer, uh, Bruins on the money line to win, and uh, under seven, I think under six and a half was the bet that I hit on. Um, NHL parlays, super fun. 
Uh, Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering information and live betting for the playoffs, NBA and NHL, esports, soccer. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter at JR Hanskin for Jordan. All right, let's start. We'll go five to one, and we'll go fives first, then fours, and we'll go. Uh, we'll alternate. So we'll have Jordan go first. Jordan's fifth supervillain, Saber supervillain of all time is. I went with. This is kind of a late substitution. I originally had the Broad Street Bullies, but then I was like, I got to be more honest to myself because mm. I wasn't around in the 70s. So I'm going with Darius Kasparitis. Ooh, okay. I thought about him. Do you now remember is the this, moment? I, this is game, I forget what game it is, but the Penguins overtime game winning goal to end the, the Sabres in 2001? I think, it was, I think it was game six. Okay. No, it might have been game f- seven. Okay. It was an elimination game, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but no, it, it was, was def- an important game and definitely he an literally threw game seven. The, Yeah, okay, yeah. It, he threw the Sabres were like all over him and he literally grabbed the puck and threw it out of the arena and then said that he just like it tipped off oh, his Oh, that that too right. Yep, that happened. Um yeah, there is the And he's I, the one that scored the game winner. And then he scored the game winner. Uh, yeah, he's 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 the worst. That because I think that Sabres team was sneaky good. I don't think people give that Sabres team enough credit for being as good as they were. Um, hmm. and I think they were just as good as the Penguins. And all it takes is you know you want to give Hashik as many cracks at a title as you can get him because hmm. you get to the Stanley Cup and you get the hot goalie. We've seen Jonathan Quick do it. We've seen plenty of goalies like carry teams. Um, and it's like, I just feel like that was an opportunity stolen. And that's, that's where I think the Sabres get their best villains, um, is opportunities stolen away from them. Um, mm-hmm. and so Casparitis, uh, narrowly cracked the list. Darius Casparitis, by the way, he had, he was playing hockey until like f- three years ago. <laughs> he's, for, he's 49 years old. Even now he was playing in the Lithuanian league. Uh, for Hockey Punks. That's the name of the team. I'm looking at it. It's on Elite Prospects. Hockey Punks. Uh, so he was he, pretty young. And that. He was pretty young. He played he for Lithuania in the World Championships uh, three years ago. So, yeah, this guy, this guy played hockey a long time. Yeah, the Penguins, obviously, in the late 90s, early 2000s is what he's known for. Game 7 winner against the Sabres in 01. All right, I like it. Darius Kasparitis. Uh, my number five saber villain of all time, Big Z, Zdeno Chara, <laughs> booed him every time he was out on the ice. You know the Bruins in their heyday, like this was he was the goon, he was the big bad bully. He is the biggest baddest bully the Sabers have ever had. I mean, he's the biggest NHL player of all time, and the Sabers were. I think this is why, like, I don't have Brad Marchand on my list. Um, part part of the reason is. Marchand was a rookie when the Sabres were good, when they ran into each other in the playoffs. I don't even think Marchand really played. Chara's prime. The Sabres are good, but they're not, they're, you, they're inferior to the Bruins. Like the Bruins were pushing them around. They were bullying them. They were better than them. 
and, you know, like hitting your head on the ceiling, not to make a Chara pun here because he's tall. Like that was the Sabres <laughs> while Chara was in Boston and like was a Norris caliber defenseman. Um, and he just, he bullied everybody, right? He pushed everybody around. I remember the one time Patrick Coletta had a clean, the, the cleanest hit of all time on Zdeno Chara and knocked him down. And Chara, so mad, skated out to center ice. Colette, the puck, meanwhile, is like in the other zone. Coletta's about to go to the bench, and Chara just goes right for him and just just drills him. And because he knew, I'm Zdeno Chara. No one's going to do anything about it. I'm 6'9". Come at me. Uh, so I think Chara is uh, is number five. Um, what are your memories of Chara as being in the villain? Well, for one, not only is he a Bruin, but he was also a senator. Right. Oh, 506. I always So he's that. like he's like from all sorts of hate. Yes. Um it's like I like I remember when he went to the Bruins, I was like, Oh, we just can't get rid of this guy, can we? Like this guy just this guy just moves around the division. Um but yeah, like I, I think he's a great pick. Um I the thing with him is that the one thing I'll say in his defense is that he's not an overly like dirty. I don't think he's an overly dirty player. I think he's just big and annoying. Yeah, a little hot headed, but yeah, I wouldn't say dirty. I wouldn't say dirty. <laughs> he, and he was good. Like that was the other problem is that when he was in a, like peak Chara, he was a force. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, great pick, great pick, great villain. Villain in multiple ways, which I think gives you a lot of points. Yeah, um, he would be. He so, would be the. I think like there was an Eric Stahl Sabres picture floating around the other day, and like remember this? This is only a year ago. How weird that was. Chara, free agent, end of the year. Just saying, that would be a weird jersey. Is he a righty? No, he's a lefty. He doesn't fit. Oh, uh, all right, Jordan's <laughs> number four Saber villain of all time is Milan Lucic. Mm, we have a match. I have Lucic at number four. Yeah, I just think, like, I think that Sabres team was better than people gave them credit for as well. Or at least Miller was playing at a level early on in the season. And then that moment, that was the end of that group. Whatever oh. that group had, that was it. Yeah. it. It got knocked out of them when Milan Lucic knocked Miller's lights out. Um, this, and this, this play right here. Like, that was the end of that court. Because they weren't terrible. They were actually, like, competing for the division. The response. I know they, they were defending him to a point, but it does sicken me. Like, it is yeah. it is a weak defense of that play. Underrated that call guy by... should be being ragged out. Right. And... Un- Underrated call by Rick Jenneret too. And they ought to clean his clock. <laughs> so good. They ought to clean his clock. It's great. Um, but they should have. And like, hmm. but it, like, I was thinking like, cause I lost a ton of respect for that Sabre team that day. Um, which hurts me to say, cause I did like that group. Um, yeah. but like the, the real villain here is the guy that committed the crime. I mean, Milan Lucic, that was such an unnecessary thing to do. Yeah. Um, And he only did it because he knew he could, and he knew he could get away with it. Um, Yeah. 
not not a good guy not a good player the nose too like right the nose just the look <laughs> yeah the look too yeah he did the, oh just the worst the being in boston too just like always like hitting the b on his chest i just oh the worst uh he would score big goals like even when i would hate watch the bruins against like yeah. other teams he would score like big goals for them it was so yeah. annoying he was a great player. We we were obsessed with Zach Cassian for like two years before he got to the Sabres. Thought, thought he was going to be. He thought he would be him. Um, uh, but yeah, the the nose running over Miller. Miller famously. I mean, you know, you're a Saber villain when one of the, the 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 most beloved Sabers of all time, Ryan Miller, legitimately calls you a piece of bleep after the game. Uh, great all time Saber quote. Ryan Miller calling him a piece of you know what. Uh, after the game for running him. Uh, all right, we agree on Lucic at number four. I wonder if we have any other matches here because there's a couple guys left that I, I think are pretty obvious Sabre villains, but uh, I, we'll see. I would imagine we will. Let's yeah. see. Number you want me to go to number three? You go to number three. Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Okay. Yeah. I, I imagine he'll be on your list somewhere. He is. He's on my um, list. Yeah. I mean, it's the most iconic play in Sabre history, right? Wow, uh, is that is that right? Is that right? The most iconic play in Saber history? I think so. If you ask, like, if you do Family Feud uh, style, and uh, you ask a hundred hockey fans, what's the most notable play in Saber history? It's them losing that Stanley Cup on that play because of the controversy, because of everything around it. It's Brett Hall and Dominic Hasek, two of hockey greats. Like, it's yeah. it's an iconic. It's an iconic moment. And I know we hate it because it's grossly unfair, but it is an iconic moment. And he's just, he has an unlikable face too. Right. <laughs> he does. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like I don't really have, I, everybody knows the play. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't know this play. Yeah. No, so, you know yeah, what? Though? I don't know. I don't really have much to add to it besides that. Like, it wasn't a goal I, by the rule, by the letter of the law. It's not a goal. Yeah. It's foots the, in the crease. A, a great story that I didn't hear until a couple of years ago about that goal is Lindy went back to the locker room after the game had been over and he saw the play and he didn't know it when he was still out there. He didn't know that the foot was in the crease. He saw the play back in the locker room and Lindy stormed out of the locker room and he went, he ran out onto the bench again. He returned to the bench and there was Gary Bettman presenting the Stanley cup to the Dallas stars. And you can't find, there's no video of it anywhere. I've looked, but there's no, there's no view of the saber bench uh, while that presentation is going on. But the story, as I heard it was Lindy is banging on the bench, screaming at Bettman. He's yelling at Bettman to come over to the bench because it's no goal, and he now knows it, and he doesn't. He he want he doesn't want the cup awarded. <laughs> there was no review back then. I don't think for that. Maybe there was. Uh, I don't even know. Um, but Could you Lindy, imagine if Bettman Lindy walked screaming over there? at Bettman? Oh yeah, or if Lindy had went out into the ice or something. <laughs> like I'm just imagining Bettman walks over there, and then he goes, "My God, you're right." Yeah. And he says, "Put that cup away." <laughs> these guys, get these guys back their sticks and their helmets yep uh, um but we'll get to more brett hall because i definitely do have him on my list my number three is someone i think you might also have chris neal chris oh. neal former oh, ottawa senator he was the worst right same thing a lot of these guys have the look 
And Chris Neal had that look. He was always grinning. He had that stupid smile without the two front teeth. Um, Of course, the hit on Drury that sparks the brawl. He had a lot of other run-ins with the Sabres over the year. He was was kind of both the bully and kind of a rat. You know, he had the Marchand little pest stuff, but also... You know, he would he would fight and he would get into brawls and, you know, he wasn't good. That was the other thing. Like, he wasn't good like Marshawn was or like Chara was or like Lucic was. Um, so Chris Neal, for an easy number, an easy number three uh, to get in here. I hated. Hate, he was growing up. He was my my most hated was Chris Neal. Okay, that, that's pretty good. I, I hated the other guy in the Senators. Do you have another Senator on your list? I don't. I don't. Do you remember Smolinski? I remember the stupid smile in game one in 2006. I hated Smolinski. <laughs> Smolinski. <laughs> that was one of my guys. He's even got a and name you was... just wouldn't like. Oh, Smolinski. That's Smolinski. Like, Ding- like Dinkleberg. And, uh, <laughs> Dinkleberg. Yes. Smolinski. Smolinski. Has Dinkle- he has Dinkleberg vibes for sure. Uh, I'm going to put that on a poll. Does Smolinski have Dinkleberg vibes? He does. Um, he definitely does. Uh, yeah, he was the worst. That, I'm so glad they won that game after the fact. Uh, all right, your number two. Jordan's number two villain in Buffalo Sabres history is? It's a two-pronged attack on the 99 Stanley Cup that was stolen. Uh, Gary Bettman's my number two. Wow. Okay. Tell us why. I think he. I think he is worse. His is more egregious. He willingly gave that cup to the to the stars because it benefited the hockey business. Well, I don't know that Bettman personally knew that that happened in the moment. He would have known after. Maybe he would have known after, of course. But like, weren't Sabers complaining, like at all? Well, ever? Lindy was yelling at him. I don't know that Lindy. Nobody complained in the moment. Well, the I haven't Sabres, seen the play in a long time. The Sabers did, but from the the documentary thing I watched on YouTube was that Colin Campbell was really the one uh, at the time that was kind of dealing with the Sabers. I'm not sure Batman. Batman would have known though. And Bat, who get okay. Colin Campbell probably gets his orders from Batman. So it's it's fair. It's fair to put it on Batman too. Well, I think I think that's just as bad. I think. Um, yeah. Now I know Batman. People might say, "Oh, he did help the Sabers stay in Buffalo when the the Reguses." had all their uh, malfeasance going on. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just think like it's such a shady thing that went down. Um, yeah. And the fact that he just ignores Lindy and just like, just like, Oh, good job. Dallas on your great, well-earned victory. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't look at him and yeah. not be angry. I thought about putting him on my list because you know, it's funny uh, during the pandemic at WGR, when we were just like drafting things because we had nothing else to do. One of our drafts was the, I hate your stupid face draft, uh, which is kind of, it's kind of what we're doing here. And I picked Bettman in the second round because I, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I think he's horrible for hockey. I hate his stupid face. Uh, I, I like the, the coyotes and you know Atlanta and scoring being down and like OLN like there's just so many things that you could be you could hate hate Batman for. Poor the O-L-N. reason I could not put him on my list is because he stood by the Sabers in bankruptcy, and he didn't have to do that. I think part of the reason they're still here when they had at one time a strong bidder that wanted to move them to Portland, Oregon. 
I think Bettman, who was operating the team on behalf of the NHL at the time, he did not want the team to leave. And because of that, I'm not going to put him on my list. I'm going to give him credit for not letting the same. Do you want me to switch him out for Smolinski? Because I'm fine with Smolinski. No, I think I still hate him. <laughs> I still hate him. He did a good thing. Yeah. He did a good thing. He still sucks. But I, he, deserve, he deserves to be on one of the lists. One of the two. Okay. Is, I think it's fair. Uh, all right. That was your number two. My number two is Jack Eichel. My number two is wow. Jack Eichel. I'm putting Jack number Eichel two. all the way up at number two. Recency bias, sure. Living in the moment. That's what I'm doing right now. Jack Eichel, I hate you. You you disparaged the fan base. You took an unnecessary shot because they just beat you and you were upset and you were you were you just you were bitter. And it's a guy that was great and I defended and I felt betrayed that night when he said what he said. But you know, you join the list of guys that have kind of spoken negatively about the city. Like he's going to be on a list with Willis McGahee, uh, like one like one day about like talking bad about the about Buffalo. Um, and he didn't necessarily do that about the city, but he did it about the fans. Like they hadn't shown up in seven years. Essentially, what he said. So that being the face of a franchise, that the face of the era, the worst era in Sabres history. And I again. I had argued that that wasn't all on him. In fact, maybe none of it was on him. But now I think I could argue that. And at the end of the day, that's going to be your legacy. Like, whether or not it's deserved, your legacy will be the guy who took a shot at Buffalo, a cheap shot at Buffalo, and the face of the worst era in Buffalo Sabres history. And I think I I felt like I had to put a guy that kind of betrayed the team. I, I thought about putting Chris Drury on my list. But I think we're kind of over that, aren't we? About him leaving for the Rangers. And the thing with Drury, too, is that he didn't really... He was never the same player when he was in New York. Also true. Also true. We like, put that more on, like, Golisano and Regeer anyway. I, for, for, like, I did think about Eichel. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember some of the good. He he was, like, he was an amazing player. Um, I didn't really want to go too deep into, like, actual Sabre people. Like I did think of kind of some of the people that were behind the scenes of the Drury Briere debacle, like only signing Briere to a one-year contract the year before. Were you thinking about putting Darcy? Were you about thinking about? Well, I was thinking more of like the I think more of the people that were like the money people that were like saying like Mm. you can't spend so much. Okay. Like Larry Quinn. I I I saw like the way they treated Briere was my biggest issue because Briere was like. I want to come back. I want to bring Drury back. I want to get everybody back. And mm-hmm. Sabres like, ah, I can't fit it in the money. <laughs> yeah, like, they, had, they had to go pay a lush code leak. I know. I would have loved to give Pagula that team. And like, let him start there. I'll, like, I'll say this. Like, yeah. I don't think the Pagula screwed that up. The no, Pagulas, they were just spent. They would have yeah. kept everybody. They would have kept everybody. That's a good and thought. maybe never, added people. It's a good point. I've never, I've never thought of that. Yeah. That's definitely right, though. I've never thought about that. Pagula by the team Pagoulas, four years they, earlier. They inherited a team that was kind of on the down, and oh, they yeah. didn't know how to build it up. Like, and they thought they maybe they were a bit too arrogant, I guess you could say, with mm-hmm. their knowledge of the game. Um, hopefully, they're on the right track now. But did you think like, about? Did you think about putting them on this list? No, not not in the slightest. Me neither. No. I did I think about. Think I I think they mean well. They're just not that good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I do think they they do want to be successful with the Sabers. Like, I don't think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're actively sabotaging the team. Yeah. I didn't think about putting the Bagulas on here. I did think about putting the Reguses on here though. Yeah. 
they're more yeah. their crime was against humanity not <laughs> against the, against the, the the law of the united like states actual of human being right yeah they did put but listen uh, part of the reason why was they put the team at risk like the team never okay. came closer to leaving than it did in 2003 and the reason it, that it came close to leaving in 2003 was because they went and got themselves arrested for corporate for corporate crimes uh white collar crimes they're still in jail, right? They're alive. You ready for my know. number one? All right. Jordan Hanskin. His number one. His number one saber villain of all Rumble, time. Rumble, please. Is. Uh, Staphylococcus. <laughs> huh? That was the. Ill, wasn't that what happened to Jay McKee? The co- oh, the wow. <laughs> We're doing this? We're doing this? The number one. Enemy to the Sabres. The un- number one thing that cost the Sabres the Stanley Cup was a staph infection. You're putting staph infection number one as your Sabre villain of all time? Yes, it is the number one <laughs> Sabre villain. So stupid. It's so good, know, though. It's, it's stupid, it's, but it's great. It's great. I love it. I love there is, it. It's there so is stupid, nothing though. that I can point to besides maybe game seven. We would have to win game six and then game seven in 99. Yeah. If Jay McKee plays the full Carolina series, I think we win. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. I agree. If and then we play Rolly the goalie. Like I think we'll win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the number one thing that cost the Sabers was Staphylococcus. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I accept it. I accept it. I like it. It's it cost them a Stanley Cup. Did you think at all about like putting like a. Villain. A Peter Schaefer in here, the another senator that that ended Tim Connolly. I mean, they maybe win that series even without the defenseman if Connolly's healthy. That's probably true too. I thought about him, but I I thought it would be more fun. To That's the only thing I know him for, though. Like I know he was on the Senators for a while, but um, my number one, by the way, is Brett Hall. We already talked about Brett Hall, so we don't need to yeah. do much more on that. But my number one is Brett Hall, foot in the crease. Uh, that would be a good pull. What's more, what's the worst Saber villain? Brett Hall or Staff (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you could change one thing in history, you know, what do you do? Do you, do you, I would rather, I would rather have Jay McKee healthy, to be honest. I'm actually good with, or Peter Schaefer not killing Connolly. Right. Because the Sabres need to win one more game against Carolina and then beat Edmonton. The Sabres in 99. They've got to they got to win game six in overtime. If I if I say if the refs catch it, if the refs catch the foot in the crease and they say keep playing, the Sabres got to win overtime game six, and then they've got to go win in Dallas game seven. And I honestly and that star that stars team was it, real good. Yeah. So like, what would <laughs> you want? One good. game for the ninety nine team to win one game in Dallas, or the 06 Sabres to win one game in Carolina and then. Beat, beat Edmonton. Beating Edmonton, Edmonton, I think, would have been the easiest thing in the world. Okay. All right. I, I, I don't. I don't think it would have been hard. Were there any other hurricanes Edmonton. you thought about? Mike Commodore. Any other hurricane villain? Mike Commodore with the. I was thinking of Brindamore. I really Brindamore. did not like Brindamore. Is good. Cam Ward. Cam Ward is definitely. A Martin guy for Gerber that. is on that list too. Martin. Gerber. That guy stole games. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. And, that guy was great. And obviously, we have very recent lists. We're young guys. We're both twenty six years old. Yeah. Uh, you did. You did mention. Um, who did you mention? One of the uh, old timers. Uh, I was thinking of the Broad Street Bullies. Broad Street Bullies. You mentioned the Broad Street Bullies, but like others that like deserve reference here. Brad Park, 
of the Boston Bruins in the 80s who scored in a game seven, I believe, against the Sabres. Oh, yeah. And then um, Bobby Clark. Uh, I mean, that's part of really the Broad Street Bullies. But Bobby Clark was, I know, hated by Sabre fans. Claude Lemieux was hated by everybody. And that includes Sabre fans. Uh, Ty Domi. Is Ty Domi a villain, though? Like, at the time, like, he just fought Rob Ray every game. Does that make him a villain? I think he's, like, entertainment, like, to be honest. Yeah. Like, but I, I, I never I thought – I never – I never had like a like a real bad anger with the Leafs because mm-hmm. I never went to a Saber Leaf game, so I don't know the experience the way some fans do. Yeah, like how awful it is. Um, because I always just think of the Leafs as like, oh, like Ponikarovsky, and like <laughs> they're really bad. Yeah, or like uh, like Darcy Tucker. Like, is Darcy Tucker a villain? Tucker. He's annoying, but he was, he was terrible. He took out Jokin Hesh that one time. He did. He did. Oh, Lindy's that. rant. Can I find that in time before we end here? We're going to save, by the way, the devil's preview for tomorrow. The Lindy, really Lindy defending here. his favorite player. Um, Yeah. Where <laughs> is it? Here it is. Yeah. Tucker, Lindy, Tucker uh, took out Hesh in a game against the Leafs in 2006. Um, and this was Lindy's response in, in postgame. We totally outworked him. And uh, it's unfortunate we had to be done in by a cheap shot late in the game by Tucker. Did Jokin get hurt on that? The knee, was it a Jokin's knee? knee on knee hit. He goes after his head. Mm-hmm. He dives afterwards. He's known as a diver. He couldn't take the hit that we gave him, so he knocks our guy out of the lineup for probably weeks. That's a joke. I want him suspended. I want him fined. <laughs> I'll come to the hearing. I haven't called the league once. <laughs> I'll call him ten times tomorrow. If you go knee on knee and take a shot at a guy's head at the same time, you don't deserve to be in the game. We're going to the playoffs. And you're going to take out one of our best players because oh. you couldn't take a hit. That's a joke. How'd that make you feel? That's an absolute joke is what it is. We've seen enough of this this season. It's a joke. Well. enough of him that it's a joke. He dove early in the game. He dove on Jokin, <laughs> and he took his knee out, and he gave him a headshot. And we get a penalty on the play? That's a joke. That's the definition of a joke right there. <laughs> he can take his knee. He can go after his head. And we get the penalty on the play? It's so good. Because he's reacting because he got hit, and the officials don't see that? That is a joke. Is it going to be long-term, Lindy? It's long-term. It's long-term. <laughs> you go after a guy's head, they've already made the rules. You go after a guy's head, you're suspended. He went after his head, he took his knee out, suspend him. Get him out of the game. I've had enough of that. It's a joke is what it is. <laughs> I, I, how the walk-off at the end. pain did you joke. get from Lindy calling Jokin Hash one of the team's best players? Uh, not as not enough. I was too focused on him yelling. I'll come to the hearing. <laughs> I mean, Jokin Hash was Lindy's guy. Lindy would go to bat for Jokin Hash day in, yeah. day out. Yeah. Um, that that I would love off season. We could add this to the list. Mm. Um, top top like coach saver coach moments. Oh yes, they're so they're all gonna be Lindy's. Lindy. Lindy's guy. It's gonna be a Lindy. It's show. gonna turn so into Lindy's the top five Lindy moments. <laughs> moments. Lindy's uh, got wild moments. I'm well, thinking Jordan Tutu. I'm thinking. Yeah. But obviously, you Ken Hitchcock. Brian, Brian Murray. Um, yeah, there's Tell a lot Lindy of good to ones. Coach Zone team. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Lindy, Lindy Ruff's New Jersey Devils. That's who the Sabres got on Thursday night. We went really late. We had a lot of fun with our uh, Sabre villains list. So we're going we're gonna to save the Devils preview for tomorrow's episode before the game. Uh, so come back for that. 
And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sticky Joe Sports. Jordan's at JR Hanskin. We also, before we get out of here, want to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Save time and money. Window. I bought wipers there from a couple uh, couple weeks ago, about a month ago now. Um, they're working great. I've had no problems. I should have gone to Rock Auto first before I did the chain store. I went to the chain store. They didn't have it. I went to Rock Auto. Boom, right there, and it's it, my at my house in a couple of days. Um, do it yourselfers for over twenty years. They've got everything you need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Uh, really, whatever you need. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We will talk to you tomorrow here on Locked on Sabres. Be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Talk to you tomorrow.